morning, Beck family. My name is Carl. I am the Generations team leader. And that was Lemmy's What an Amazing Musical. I went to see it um, at the West End with my wife, Sam, and I was just blown away um, by that production. And um, I don't really need this anymore. So, Adam, could you catch this for me? I think Adam is okay. You okay, Adam? Yeah, 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 I think I'm all right. Okay, um, good. Um, so this morning um, we are continuing our series on creation calling and I'll be looking at Love Thy Neighbour. As I was um, prepping for this morning and, and praying, um, the lyrics to that song were just playing over and over in my mind. To love another person is to see the face of God. There's so much I want to chat about this morning. Um, some of it is um, tough, some of it is challenging, so I think it'd be really good for us to pray. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today, wherever we are, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. I thank you for your love. I pray that you'll be in my words and you'll be in our hearts. Thank you for all creation and thank you for connection and for people. In your glorious name I pray. Amen. So me and my family have been on this journey um, about how to become more eco-friendly for a couple of years now. And Sam has definitely been the driving force behind that. Uh, but as we've been on this journey, um, I've come to realise this climate change problem uh, and all the stuff in the environment isn't just an environmental issue, uh, an animal issue. It is a, a human issue and all of us are involved. So let's start from the beginning. So we're going to read um, Genesis 1, starting at 24. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals according to its kind. And so it was. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw it, it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and all over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. In that part of scripture, um, something that I haven't realised before is that animals and human beings were created on the same day. And I think this is really significant because um, us as humans sometimes downplay the importance of um, creatures. Sometimes we think they are ours and we can do whatever we want with them, which isn't entirely true. But there is a difference between animals and human beings. As we see in the Genesis scripture, in the Genesis um, passage, is that animals were created in their kinds, um, but human beings were created in the image of God. Uh, this is an amazing truth, absolutely incredible truth. Um, and we are supposed to be representatives of God in all of his creation. But this also means that we have a job to do. We have a job as image bearers to live lives that demonstrate justice, mercy and humility. But what does this mean and what does Jesus have to say on the subject? In Luke 10, we read um, Jesus is speaking to an expert of the religious law and we see the parable of the Good Samaritan, which was acted out amazingly by the wonderful Carr family. Let's give them a round of applause. 
But let's read Luke 10, um, starting at verse 25. On one occasion, an expert of the religious law stood to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? This is one of my favourite parts of um, scripture, um, when Jesus tells the expert in religious law to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, and love your neighbour as yourself. Um, the hearers of the day would have known exactly what this meant because it was the, uh, taken two parts of the Torah, the Torah being the first five books of the Bible and putting it together. So the first bit is um, Leviticus 19.18, which talks about loving your neighbour and not holding any grudges. The next part is Deuteronomy. I can never say that word, so please forgive me. Um, 6.5, which talks about loving God with all of your being. And the hearers of the day and the people who were hearing it in the community would have known this to be the Sunday school answer. But Jesus then flips it on its head and he talks about the parable of the good Samaritan. But something, as I was prepping this and praying about this, um, something hit me like a ton of bricks. Verse 29, he wanted to justify himself, so he asked, who is his neighbour? How often do I justify my actions? Just ask my wife. Sometimes we can judge others on their actions. And when we judge ourselves, we judge ourselves by our intentions. And we justify ourselves uh, that it's not a big of a deal. Um, But Jesus doesn't let us off the hook that easy. In Luke 10, Jesus says that all humanity is our neighbour. Whoa. And in that Luke 10 scripture, the word love is agape. That is Greek and it means sacrificial love. How am I doing in that? How are we doing in that, in that sacrificial lifestyle? I want to tell you about uh, a story about uh, a kid called uh, Virgil. Um, He lived in um, America and a couple of years ago in the States, they were hit by a horrible storm called Hurricane Harvey, Um, you might remember it, and things got really bad. Um, In Texas, where this kid um, lived, um, as the waters were rising and rising, he decided to um, risk his own life. And this 13-year-old lad went out with his air mattress and swam throughout his neighbourhood at night. As he was swimming, he could hear screams, people um, shouting for help. And one by one, he put that person on his air mattress, swam to his roof and put them on his roof so the ambulance can save them. He saved 17 people's lives and a dog that day. That is agape love, risking your life for others. And one of my favourite authors, the author of Love Does and Everybody Always, Bob Goff, um, says this in one of his books. We don't think Jesus' command to love your neighbour is a metaphor for something else. We actually think it means we're supposed to love and actually love our neighbours. In all of this, you might be asking yourselves, well, what, what has this got to do with climate change? What has this got to do with um, 
me recycling or being more eco-friendly? Well, I, I think it matters a lot. I think it means a lot. See, our actions, our diet, and the way we live our lives has a huge impact on our fellow God image bearers. The way we live have a ripple effect at our feet, but a tsunami at the doors of the poor. In the BBC documentary, A War on Plastic, um, it was uncovered that our recycling in Britain is shipped off to places like Malaysia, where it is burnt, and this means there's a huge health concerns with the children and the older folk in them communities and countries. Also, the way we live our lives, the way we consume, has a huge impact on the weather. In places, there has been no rainfall for ages. That means there are serious droughts, which causes hunger and water wars. But in other places like India, they've had too much rainfall and it's destroyed whole harvests and crops. And we play a part in that. And we're going to read from Amos 8, starting at 4, and this is what it says. Hear this, you who trample on the needy and do away with the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over and where we can sell grain and the Sabbath be ended that we may market wheat, skimping on the measure, boosting the prices and cheating with dishonest scales, buying the poor with silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, selling even the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by himself, the pride of Jacob, I'll never forget anything they have done. That is really tough to hear. As we will have to answer to God the way we have lived and the way we have consumed, to God, but also to our sons and daughters. See, the tsunami at the door of the poor looks like this. It looks like droughts, famine. It looks like ruined harvests, poor working conditions and children being trafficked. Last month we had an anti-slavery day. It's 2020. Why do we need an anti-slavery day? It's absurd to me that we are living in this year and people are still being trafficked. And I hope you hear my heart in this because... I've been on this journey, my family have been on this journey and we get things wrong and we're still learning, um, but there is hope. There's a documentary called Before the Flood and we're going to watch a video now by Dr Piers Sellers, a, a British astronaut, um, to tell us about his experience about going into space. I realised that the science community, we have not done the best job, frankly, of communicating this threat to the public. But when you go up there and see it with your own eye, how thin the world's atmosphere is. Tiny little onion skin around the Earth. So that's all the oxygen that we breathe, that's the CO2. Everything we burn goes into it. It's an astonishingly fragile film. You know, I knew intellectually how the Earth system works, because that's what I've been doing for 20 years, to see how the atmosphere and the ocean, all the elements of the system work together. So I understood it intellectually. Mm -hmm. But it's like being an ant trying to understand what an elephant looks like by crawling all over the elephant. But when we were up there in orbit, and you could see 1,200 miles in any direction, 
I mean, let me tell you, it's kind of a revelation. Seeing all the cities at night, millions of people all working away, doing something. Come around the day side of the world, seeing the natural systems, the hurricanes, huge, great big wheels, you know, over the oceans. Saw the Amazon River go between my feet <laughs> for like five minutes, you know, on a whole green carpet either side. Just beautiful, all the way out to this, the sea. And you know, there was a sun coming up over the Amazon, the whole forest waking up and doing what it does every day, you know, breathing in and breathing out. So I, I you know, at the end of all that, I became uh, immensely fond, more fond of the planet, you know, which I never thought about when I actually just live on the surface. And also kind of fond of the people on there too. It's like being taken away from your family and coming back. And, um, you know, I wish it all well. Uh, uh, just for Christmas, I got told I got um, pancreatic cancer, you know, stage four. So it's elsewhere in me, not just in, in one place. So, uh, you know, the, the odds are I won't be around for very long. Uh, you know, it's very small chance of survival. So uh, that's really motivated me, you know, to think about what's important to do. And what can I contribute in the time I have left? See, the earth and the people in it are amazing. But unfortunately, time is ticking. Jesus in Matthew 25 makes it very clear that what we do to others, we do to him. So going back where we started off this morning with Lemiz, uh, to love another person is to see the face of God. And as the psalmist puts it so beautifully, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if this is true, how do we treat other people? Rowan Williams, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, says this. This means whenever I face another human being, I face mystery. There's a level of their life, their existence, where I cannot go and which I cannot control. Because it exists in relation to God alone. The reverence I owe to every human person is connected with the reverence I owe to God who brings them into being and keeps them in being. I stand before holy ground when I encounter another person. Our brothers and sisters around the world are struggling and our fellow image bearers are crying out. But we can worship God by loving others and acting now. By making one eco-swap can change the course of history. Being a vegetarian or a flexitarian, someone who eats less meat, isn't for everyone. But making sure we know where our meat comes from, where our fruit and veg comes from, and cutting down on CO2 emissions is really key and really important. Buying loose fruit and veg, buying palm oil-free products, buying secondhand, go for a walk, bike more, get educated, educate our grandchildren and our children. Make little eco-swaps, like buying a bar of soap instead of a plastic bottle. Write into your MP and how we, as uh, rugby and local areas, can uh, be more eco-friendly and to look after the poor in our town. Switch into refillable washing-up liquids. And that's just a few eco-swaps, because there is a win-win version out there. In the nation of Palau, um, they rely on tourism with fishing and with their coral reefs. Um, that nation realised that their fish population was depleting and that their coral reefs were bleaching. 
So they put drastic measures and put a, a non-fishing ban on a lot of the country. As a result of that, in a very short space of time, uh, the coral reefs started to heal themselves and the fish population started to come back again and the marine diversity was booming. As a result of this, um, the fish in the fishing bank areas were overspilling into the fishing areas. This means that there was enough food to go around for all the people on the land, all the tourisms, but also the animals in the sea as well. This is just one story as individuals, families, churches and nations can start to go on this same journey of looking after the planet and looking after the people on it. Because these small positive changes will be a ripple effect at our feet, but a tsunami of love, justice and humility at the doors of the poor. So all of this that I've been talking uh, about um, this morning is on a global scale, but it's also on a local scale. We're back in lockdown and it's rubbish. And especially as we see the winter weather draws in, um, at this time, people will need people more than ever. So let's, as a church, look out for each other. Let's look out for our neighbours and let's love Let's agape love the person in front of us as well. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for humans. I thank you for your creations. Thank you that we were made to live in peace with animals and our fellow image bearers. I pray as the clock is ticking that we will love our neighbours and our brothers and sisters by our actions on a global and local scale. As I pray... I pray for forgiveness of when we've messed up. And I also pray for grace and I pray for change. In your glorious name I pray. Amen.